0: Her name is Kaylin Kaler, joining us here on 92.3 The Fan. Kaylin, thanks for giving us a few minutes. How you doing? Hey, doing well. How are you guys? Good. Uh, so, we, I mean, we just had a big topic over the first hour of the show, and I want to know if it even came across your desk. Obviously, the NFL is what you do. That's like, that's your bread and butter. And I just want to know if it reached national levels at all or not. Uh, Deshaun Watson was at the game in Los Angeles. He was pictured in a suite, Kaylin, and it was up top in the – they're in L.A., and – I got a lot of callers that are mad and telling me that he wasn't committed, that he should have been on the sidelines. I got a lot of other callers telling me that what do they, what do they expect him to be doing. Before we even get into your side of it, I'm just curious, is this a local conversation, or did this reach your guys' heights at the, uh, the national level?
1: You know, I did see a tweet about it yesterday, but to be honest, I was watching a bunch of the games on Sunday, and I didn't notice that. Um, until I saw it on Twitter. Like, I didn't actually see it in the broadcast. Um, I will say I think it's probably being a little bit overblown. However, because we don't know a lot. Like, I, I don't know if anyone's reported yet, but, like, did they ask him to be up there? Did they want him to be on the sideline? Like, you know, if it's we don't so vague. know what the, yeah, it's so vague. Yeah, so if we don't really know what the coaching staff wanted, then it's hard to, like, rush to a judgment. I will agree that it, it looks weird. And for a player whose leadership has been questioned, um, you know, for va- very valid reasons, it's not – optics-wise, it's not what you want. Um, So, you know, if I were his agent, I would have said to him, like, you need to be on the sideline. But, you know, we don't know what the coaching staff asked for him. And also, we don't know what, like – for example, like Joe Flacco is probably the type of quarterback who's like, I got this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't really need yeah. any, you know, I don't. So we don't know what Joe wanted. We don't know what the coaching staff wanted. Um, if they are totally fine with him being up there, then like, it's kind of a non-story. But I I agree that the way that his leadership in particular has been questioned because of his off the field um choices and the allegations against him there, I do think it was an interesting scene. An
0: interesting sight. Well so, so Joe was the part that I was kinda getting on. Uh, like Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. I I don't know that he needs right. to show on Watson's help on the sideline. I it doesn't see it doesn't make sense. It'd be like if I was doing my show here and then we hired Howard Stern and they're like, hey, sit in with Howard and show him the ropes. It's like what what no there's nothing I can teach Howard Stern. Right.
1: Right I totally agree with that. And I think like I don't know, like, obviously Aaron Rodgers was not with the Jets for, uh, you know, a month or so of his recovery, right? Like, he wasn't there at all. Or when he was there, I'm thinking back to uh one of the Taylor Swift games. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: the Chiefs-Jets Chief game, like, he was in a suite as well. Mm-hmm. And none of us were saying anything about that, right? So I do think it's, like, it's just kind of the lens of, like, who's doing it, Um So, yeah, I think we're probably making too much of it. But at the same time, you know, there are different things that quarterbacks are doing when they're on the sidelines. So, like, um, a lot of your QB3s who are, like, not really dressed, they're, um, you know, they're charting plays. Um, Some of them have a headset. Like, we saw when Aaron Rodgers came back, he had a headset. Um, Joe Burrow had the headset on. Um, you know, so they're listening in on play calls and I'm sure they have the ability to like say things if they want to, or want to chime in. Um, and then others are, um, you know, some of the QB2, QB3s are just, you know, charting plays on an iPad or, you know, on a, literally a clipboard. That's why we called them clipboard holders for a long time. (laughs) And then, um, others are serving as kind of like a, one of the things they can do is sort of serve as a liaison a communication liaison between the starter and, you know, offensive coordinator or starter and head coach or whoever it may be, who is the play caller. Um, And that can be pretty valuable sometimes because like a quarterback on the sideline can maybe explain to a coach like, Oh, here's why he did that. Right. Like sometimes the quarterback can see that better than whoever the play caller or head coach might be. So that's another role that like quarterbacks might have on the sideline. So, It's interesting. Yeah, I feel like he could make himself useful. I mean, I I I think there's a lot of things you could be doing that could be helpful without being like in Joe Flacco's business. So it is interesting. And I guess I'll just leave it there. That it's very interesting, but we need more information.
0: What'd you make of Joe Flacco this week? And you feel like he should be the starter for the rest of the year? For just this next week? Are we week by week basis, or do you give him the job for the rest of the year?
3: Yeah, um,
1: I would probably give it to him. I think he. I mean, for playing, you know, for coming coming back after not playing all year, I mean, I think it was probably as good as, good as it could go for him. Um, and, I mean, you know, everyone is having debates now about, you know, the value of backup quarterbacks and um, how you need to impact these guys. And, you know, speaking of the of like what they, you know, didn't really – do uh, anything this season as it came to that. And so, you know, I think Joe was good. I mean, I think I think he probably earned it with that, yeah. And, you know, the debate about basketball quarterbacks is like, everyone's like, yeah, you need to invest in somebody. Like, you need to invest in someone who's, like, really good. But it's like, there aren't even 32, (laughs) like, there aren't even 32 QB1s, really. Like, (laughs) so... To, to say, like, oh, teams need to be investing more in back of quarterbacks, like, I completely agree. Like, they are probably your most valuable position, and you want to have someone that you feel can win a game for you, but at the same time, it's, like, aside from, you know, but Cleveland is an interesting case. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent here. Oh, They're good. an you're interesting good. case because, like, Josh Josh Jobs, you, you could argue they should have kept Josh Jobs. Um, you could also argue, I mean, Jacoby is pretty solid as well, so, like, You know, there's a few out there who I think merit spending more money on, but like in Cleveland's defense, like nobody wanted to spend money on Josh Jobs. Um, there were only like two teams that wanted to actually like pay him what he's worth. So I think maybe this offseason we're going to see teams maybe like, maybe the market for the, for the backup quarterbacks who are already out there might go up. Um, but I don't think the number of good qualified backup quarterbacks you know, is going to increase because there's hardly even 32
0: starters. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like how every now I'm going to I go on those like uh, the Reddit boards where it's like investment Reddit stuff, and it's like at the end of it, all all their answers are always just like we'll make more money. It's like well, okay, that can't be the right. answer. It's like with the quarterback conversation, it's like we'll just yeah, just get a backup quarterback. That's great. Well, it sounds nice, but there's not enough of them out there. That can't just be the answer. Right. And then
1: like with the Bengals last night, like I don't think anyone thought Jake Browning was like a really good backup but he might be and so I think that's what's really difficult is how to even judge them when they aren't playing right like I mean I think coaches are able to do that because they see them in practice and you know they have them in the meeting rooms and everything but it's like for us as like media and fans I think it's really difficult to even know really what you have in a backup because you you don't have the there's no stats for most of them like there's nothing to if they haven't had regular playing experience, it's really hard to know, like, have you built a successful quarterback room? Like, until you get tested, you really don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of wild. And, and then it, what's weird, too, is all the, the different amount of injuries we've had, just even with starting quarterbacks. And, Caitlin, I don't know, you've been watching and around NFL long enough. It just feels like it's an anomaly type of year. It feels like something, I, I don't know what the league can make of it. I feel like the league tries to protect the quarterbacks, but at some point, it is a dangerous game, and there isn't anything more they can do.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know what else they could do. I mean, they've, I think they've done a good job of um, calling, roughing the passer this year, actually. Like, I think there's been very minimal um, ones that were like, oh, my god, that's such a huge overreaction. And I think now defensive players have, like, a really like good sense of, like, okay, this is what I can't do, you know, the body weight part of the rule. I think it's making more sense to defensive players now, and so I think we're seeing it being officiated a little bit more consistently than in previous years where, like, some things didn't make sense. Um, So I think we're going to continue to see that, um, and I think that's helpful. I mean, I think that obviously is good for quarterbacks, but I don't know what else they could do. I mean, like, last night with Trevor Lawrence, I mean, mm-hmm. it was kind of Jaguar on Jaguar violence there, mm-hmm. Um so that, I mean, yeah, he was getting pressured and his offensive line will kind of like backed up into him there. But in those situations, I'm not even sure, you know, what else you can do. So, you know, I think this is just a fluky year. And I feel like every year when we're in the year, it feels like there's more quarterbacks getting hurt. But. It might not necessarily like statistically line up that way. I think last year there were the most amount of quarterbacks that had ever started a game in the season. I think it was 69 or somewhere around 69. So last year actually was, you know, a, a, a season high for that. And maybe this year will be even higher, um, which would not be a good trend, but I do think like these things kind of fluctuate. So I don't know that there's any reaction that the NFL can have about this.
0: Hey, when the Browns have a weird thing defensively going on right now where their home road splits are just way different. they are 30 points a game on the road. They're allowing they're allowing just 10 points a game at home. You go down even some of the deeper things. There's seventh most amount of touchdowns in the NFL allowed on the road at home. It's only the Ravens and the Dolphins that have allowed fewer than what the Browns currently have. It just it feels odd the numbers don't lie here. Uh, What would you, if this was baseball, I'd be like, there's sign stealing or something weird going on. Do you make anything out of this or is this just another one of those outlier situations?
1: That's interesting. I didn't um, know about that stat. So that is, that is kind of strange. Um, I don't know that there's anything to make of it. I think, you know, I mean, road and home, there's always a difference in how teams perform. So it could just be that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's a conspiracy at the heart of
0: it. At least I would hope not. I just didn't know if there's anything. like I've done so much into the idea that being at home helps so much because you get to sleep in your bed all week. You get your routine. Right. You get all that stuff. It's not necessarily the person wearing the Denzel Ward jersey in the in the fans. Like that doesn't. That's not really it. It's all the other factors that have really helped into it. But a disparity of this large, I just I can't explain it.
1: Right. I mean, that is a good stat. Keep an eye on it.
0: I will. You know I will. Uh, Let me (laughs) ask you, uh, Steelers or Browns? Which team do you feel like finishes with higher amount of wins when this is all said and done with the regular season?
1: Um, I think Browns. um, And I say that mostly because of the defense. I think the Browns defense is, you know, good enough to um, uh, mitigate a lot of the quarterback (laughs) rotations going on. And obviously the news of, Kenny Pickett getting ankle surgery. Um, You know, they say it's not season ending. I don't know exactly what that's going to mean for him in the future, but I do. I think they said Mitch Trubisky is going to be starting, Um, Mm -hmm. which, you know, Mitch, again, that's actually probably a good backup quarterback, right? Speaking of backup quarterbacks, like this guy started a bunch of games. Like we actually know what Mitch Trubisky is when we're evaluating a quarterback room. So, You know, Mitch is a solid backup to have, um, but I don't know. I feel like they've just had so much you know, up and down with their offense this year in Pittsburgh with um, rightfully firing Matt Canada and and bouncing back from that. And now Kenny Pickett is hurt, and and Mitch is going to come in. And, yeah, I I think I would go with Cleveland here.
0: Kalen, we'll check you out at The Athletic as we always do. We appreciate you giving us a few minutes, and uh, hopefully we can catch up with you down the road. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much. Have a
0: good night. Uh, you too. Good insight right there with, uh, Kaylin Kaler, The Athletic. You can always check her out, uh, at Kaylin Kaler as well. I think she's a very, very good NFL insider and, and reporter and everything that she does there for The Athletic. Alright. We come on back. 216-474-0090. Uh, I did want to say just good, good NFL mind. That's what I'm going for. Just a good NFL mind. She knows the game. I thought it was fascinating where she kind of, she made the Deshaun Watson deal. And we've been talking a lot about that. If you're hanging, hang tight. We'll get to you on the other side. But she made the Deshaun Watson conversation, him being up in the suite or not being up in the suite, boiled down to it's because of who you are, and it matters to who you are in the context of whether or not you needed to be on the sideline. Your thoughts and more on that, plus what did John Greco say about this discussion as well? Two one six four seven four double o ninety two. We'll do it all next. It's overtime with Jonathan one here with you on the Fan. I thought there was a few things that were weird about it. Sure. And I did wonder if people were just mad at Deshaun for the outfit and for the situation, or if they were taking out their frustrations on Deshaun for being injured. But there's been a lot more attached to this, and I, I can tell it's a lot—it's a lot more loaded than what I initially did think about it. And obviously, I led the show with it, so I thought there was something to it. You know, it's—it is December 5th. I could have—I had have 12 million topics I could have led with. Clearly, I knew there was something there, but I knew there was also a a an information gap that I needed you guys to plug for me. Because usually when people get things wrong, this works in all areas of life, if if there's something that seems obvious as to why there's outrage and people are mad and you don't quite understand it, usually there's an information gap. For this one, there was. And I understand it completely where the people are coming from, and I, I, I disagree with it, but I understand where the people are coming from. We had a lot of callers tonight, and they'll say, where's the commitment for Deshaun? And I'll say he showed a lot of commitment when he had, you know, his shoulder halfway ripped out of its socket and he was still trying to play football games. That was commitment to me. I also said I thought there was too many cooks in the kitchen when it came to him helping out Joe Flacco, and it didn't make sense to me. Joe Flacco doesn't need Deshaun Watson's help. If anything, he'd be a distraction down there, I think. Now, Kaywin disagreed a little bit with that process. She thought that even in the case of, like, Joe Burrow and Jake Browning, she thought that Joe Burrow having the headset on. That was worth its weight in gold because he can chart plays. He can do something to help the team out. For me, I'm saying you got P.J. Walker, you got D.T.R. They can do the, the the grunt work, so to speak, right? They they can do the the charting of plays. I need Deshaun to focus on how Deshaun gets better for next year. to below ninety two. Brett Madison has been waiting for a while. Appreciate you waiting on Brett. How's it going tonight?
3: Oh, not too bad. So I didn't. I didn't think we brought out race cards until Thursdays.
0: Ah, it's but, a, it's a um, Tuesday special. It's the special. It's of the
3: a week. Tuesday special race card. So this Caucasian supports the quarterback, no matter <laughs> what color he is, no matter what his last name is. I am a Browns fan, and most people, if they take a look at our Browns fan, there's going to be eleven percent of people that are going to be dissatisfied, no matter what. It's just the way it is. The the reason why we're all having this is even a story is because we've lost two games in a row. Hmm. If we we would have won either one of those games or won this game, this would be such a non-topic. But when things lose, we're looking for reasons to complain. We're looking for reasons to point fingers and stuff like that. To me, Deshaun was there at the game. That he showed up. He could have stayed home, and I don't think anybody would have thought different of it. Right. The complainers would have still complained about it. The, the defenders would have still defended it. But he could have stayed home. Okay, He was there at the game. He was so supporting see me He may not have been down there like people are saying. Flacco does not need Deshaun Watson's input. I understand some people who are looking for their leader to lead by examples. And this is just one of those things. He was safer up in the stands than he was down on the thing. The last yeah. thing we need is a wide receiver, you know, following a play out of bounds and, and running over and hurting him more.
0: Oh, we saw a lot okay. of that this weekend, didn't we, Brad? All
3: yeah, we We're always seeing coaches and refs and all these people getting run over by, by the play happening. And we don't need them up there, okay? I support – This Caucasian supports
0: (laughs) the Watson. All right, thank you, Brad. I appreciate you, man. It
3: would be all different if we were winning. I'm telling (laughs) you that right now. Everybody needs to ask themselves: If we're winning, would this even be a problem?
0: You're probably right. You're probably right, and I appreciate you. You're probably right. It's funny, Keith. uh, You know, Keith made that same point. I was trying to think of what to call Keith for a second there. I was like, Keith, my boss, and he is my boss, but he also, you guys, you guys would know him from afternoon drive more than you would know him from just being my boss. So I was debating, I was ping-ponging back in my brain back and forth there. Keith made that similar point to me earlier. We were kind of discussing it and going over it, and he was like, yeah, you know, but you can get hurt on the sidelines. And I thought that was maybe like a 5% part of the equation. I would never lead the show and go down a whole big thing about, like, you can get hurt on the sidelines. But the moment Keith said it, I just kept thinking to myself, He's not wrong. I, I've been on the NFL sidelines. Now, in, in media, I, please don't make this as a humble brag. This is not a humble brag. I was working, and it was what it was. Uh, but I've been on the NFL sidelines, okay? I, I've been on two different games for the NFL sidelines. You don't hear about a lot of your favorite radio hosts being on the sidelines for games because they really don't let radio hosts do that. They let us do basically whatever we want when it comes to the NBA and Major League Baseball. The NFL is just different. We don't have that access in the NFL, the same way we have it in baseball and the NBA, but I've been fortunate. I, I know obviously it's different than going into the the locker rooms and stuff like that. That's that's more you can do that. But on the actual field of play, as the plays are going on, there's a handful of people that are are that are there that are not directly on the team and associated with the team in a very direct close way. It is a very very tiny bit. Way different than college football. I've been on college football sidelines. I don't let anyone down there. You can can almost take a nap in the end zone. They'll let you down there. They don't really care. But I've been down down there a couple times. I want to bring it up to tell you guys this. When I went down there, everyone around me the entire time, all you kept thinking about is, you can get hit. They're going to finish this play, and they don't care about hitting you. You've got to be very aware of that. And they're wearing all sorts of shoulder pads and helmets and all sorts of different other stuff. And, and they, they can really hurt you. There's no doubt about that. I think that's like 5% of that equation, though. I don't think it's the biggest part. I think it's a point, but I don't think it's the biggest point. 216474 to below 92. Well, in Ashtabula County up next. What's up, man? Hey, hi, JP. Good show. Oh, Thank you. A uh,
4: few points. I'm going to touch on a few points you've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first point is Deshaun being up in the stands or not being in the stands, he doesn't have to have a headset. It's just the moral support. It's a team sport. It just looks good. You think Bernie Kosar have been sitting up on top of the stand? No way. He been down on the floor. But that's just that's just a, it's a culture. Whatever. Um, I don't really care. Deshaun's hurt. I don't really care. The other is because it's a team sport. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Whoever's the quarterback, stand behind him and back him up. If it's, if he does it real well, you have to run the football. And I think that's part of why guys are getting hurt. Because we got away with the two-back system. We don't have more protection back there. So I think you're going to throw the ball more. You're going to get hurt more. You're going to throw the ball more. That's my other point. And my last, my last point is I don't know why they will not. The slacker gives you the best chance. He's a Super Bowl champ. He's a tall guy. Let him play it out. If it don't get, if you can not made the playoffs, throw DTR back in or let him finish out the season. But that gives you the best chance for the team to win for the team to win. And that's what it's a team sport. Please. I agree with that. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. I agree with that. We'll get to that point in just a second. I want to close out this convo with Ron, and we'll get to Joe Flacco. Hello, Ron. Last up on this. What's up?
3: Uh, oh, Right on, right on. Thank you, sir. Uh, about uh, Watson, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, I respect you because you you do keep it real. Who cares if w- Watson- I can't We got to dump that. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can
0: say a lot here. You can't say that. All right. We're back on the track. We're good. We're back. We're ready to go. Okay, good. All right. I almost took a break thing. I go break. All right, out of the huddle. Here we go. Joe Flacco, DTR. Here's where I agree with Lowell. We're just gonna we're just gonna pretend Ron didn't exist there for a second. Although I liked what he had to say in the beginning, then he went off the rails, and we can't have that here. We just can't have that. Here's what I'll say about DTR and Joe Flacco, and here's what I want your input as well. Are we still dealing with the idea that we can win with a backup quarterback? Or are we looking at Flacco as more than that? For me, this is pretty simple. I, I thought I said this yesterday on the short show that I do. In case you guys aren't aware, I know sometimes people will be like they'll, they'll, they'll message me and be like, "Hey, would love to hear your thoughts on the game." And I'm like, well, "We do it in a half hour show before we do Monday Night Football. Yeah, you can. It's Odyssey app. You can do it right there. You can listen from your home. Have your smart speakers do it." Everything works. It's all great, I promise you. It's just a half hour so we don't post the podcast of it or anything like that uh, because we had a lot of moving parts here, and it's very busy on Monday Night Football, right? But, but here's what I said. I'll, I'll reiterate a very little bit of it, and then we'll get into some fresh, brand-new material, okay? I think I a stand-up comic on, like, a Tuesday night. Like, I got some new stuff for you guys. You ready to hear it? But let me get through some of the old bits first, okay? And the old bits are 24 hours ago, but I, I, I was talking to my little brother. And my little brother, he does work for ESPN and all the different other, it's more than ESPN, but he he does all the graphics and such for sporting events. So different sporting events that you watch, he does the graphics and he's in the trucks during the games and then, uh, they, you know, they, they put them all up there and that's, that's his gig, right? So he knows all these different announcers and he's worked with Dustin like five different times. Funny story about that is that Dustin was doing some of his games and they were working together. And they were drinking together the night prior or the night after. I, I'm not really sure if it was where when in the timeline it was. But they were hanging out, you know, eating at restaurants together and going out together and just having fun. And then it took them about four times working together before they connected the dots that uh, – that's my little brother. It took him like four times. Because hey, my little brother has no idea. He didn't know I worked for 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. He knows I'm a sports radio host. He's a sports fan. But he doesn't ever he doesn't listen to me on the radio or anything like that. He doesn't. He just knows I do sports radio in Cleveland. He knew Dustin did sports radio in Cleveland. He didn't make any of those connections at all. Funny when it happened, but whatever. So he's telling me about this announcement they had at, at uh, one of the games. And he's like, well, Fox Sports should sign this guy in an instant... He's a Gus Johnson clone. And I was like, did he say Maserati Marv too? And I'm like, no, okay. What he said, though, was that he didn't focus in on his calls on first and ten. He didn't focus in on his calls on the third down play. What he said was he sounds just like Gus Johnson. And I was telling my little brother, sometimes in this business that I'm in, you have to look the part, and that works for more than just my business. It probably works for your business out there as well. Looking the part, sounding the part, sometimes means just as much as anything. If I didn't sound like I belong on the radio, doesn't matter what I say, it's going to be very hard for you guys to believe that this is real. Okay? The fact that I sound like I belong in the radio goes a very long way in that discussion. You got to sound the part. You got to look the part. I thought Joe Flacco looked the part. I thought Joe Flacco, when I watched him play, I didn't think to myself, we got some slappy back there. I didn't think to myself, we got somebody where we need everything in the world to click right for things to go proper. None of that stuff. He was throwing the ball deep. He was throwing the ball short. He was executing passes. He was doing the right play for the majority of the time. He wasn't perfect, but for the majority of the time, he was making the right football play that's what I need I need him to look the part to then execute and be the part and I, I hadn't seen that with PJ Walker and I hadn't seen that with DTR I'll do respect to the two of them I hadn't seen either one of them actually look the part to convince me enough that they deserve the role for the rest of the year because usually when you look the part that you have some substance to back that up Joe Flacco there was substance to what he was doing two one six four seven four double92 we come on back I want to hear from you guys Did Flacco do enough to earn the starting job moving forward, or would you put him on a week-by-week trial basis? Fan focus at 9, Daryl Ryder at 9.20. It's overtime with Jonathan Bidon here with you on The Fan. All right, i got to play this for you. This was uh, John Greco. And and you guys know uh, I was a man without a country when it came to the quarterback discussion. I didn't want P.J. Walker. I didn't want D.T.R., and I really, even though he was a question mark, I just, I really didn't really care to put myself out there on behalf of Joe Flacco. Now, I was pleasantly surprised with what I saw from Joe Flacco. I, there was a part in the back of my mind. I thought, maybe, just maybe, maybe he could do this. But I, I don't even want to take victory laps yet because, one, I said I was a man without a country, so I wasn't fully endorsing anything. And, number two, we haven't seen it for an extended period of time yet. It was one week. It was a great week, but it was just one week. So John Greco comes on, and I'm expecting John Greco uh, on the in, the in the morning show. I'm expecting him to come out and voice how bites Joe Flacco. They're in the same draft class, how great Joe Flacco was, and how Joe Flacco's got to be the guy moving forward. Instead, this is what John Greco, former Browns lineman, had to say.
2: The offense looked different. They were attacking down the field. You know, he was dealing until, you know, the mistake at the end of the game, which, you know, we could talk about that you know till our faces turn blue. But I think DTR, if he's healthy and he is out of the protocol, I think you still have to ride with him because he needs time to develop on the run. He can still make the throws. We saw that, and we've talked every week when he was playing, you know guys weren't helping him with drop passes and you saw that last Sunday with Joe Flacco I mean there was a a number of drop passes so I think if you you stick with your young player a guy that was starting you know in the previous weeks that went down to a concussion I think you have to stick with him you know he he has shown that he's good enough to win games and I think guys just have to
0: rally around that now Joe Flacco has to be ready at a moment's notice because you never know I was surprised I had thought that it wasn't much of a discussion, and the majority of people had landed on Joe Flacco. Now, I know it is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. I just don't know how you can watch DTR and then watch what Joe Flacco did, which is outside of the Titans game, the best quarterbacking job we've seen out of a Browns quarterback this year for a single game, and think to yourself, we got to go back to DTR. There might be something long-term attached to that. Maybe John is thinking to himself, well, long-term, if you have DTR and he can show you that he can be a competent backup quarterback, this offseason it won't cost you $7.5 million picking out a new backup quarterback. I don't care. I don't care. I want the Browns to make the postseason. This team right here is too good to let them go by and get passed over because you're too prideful about a backup quarterback That you took in the fifth round. I I just, I can't have that be the reason. You gotta go with the hot hand. You gotta go with the guy that you think will actually get you to the postseason. And that's Joe Flacco. As Browns fans, we've not been to the postseason nearly enough to be taking the postseason for granted. When that comes knocking on your doorstep, you gotta open the door and then walk through. I want to make sure I got the proper perspective on all this. So I want you guys to give me a call. 216-474 to below 92. Did Flacco do enough to earn the starting job moving forward? And maybe you believe it's week by week. That's okay. That's fine too. I don't even know that they should come out and say rest of the year because if Joe Flacco gets injured, then all of a sudden that's a very awkward conversation that they have to have for DTR and PJ Walker. But I want the proper perspective and I want to make sure I'm not just rating this game high because I haven't seen anything close to it in, in, in a little bit. Like My wife and I went to this German restaurant on Friday night, and I typically don't like this place. It's fine. It's not my favorite food, but I've been dieting. I've been having a lot of protein shakes, and we went to this German spot, and it was awesome. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Now, was it really awesome? It's the same food it always is. Was it really awesome, or was it the fact that I've been drinking protein shakes for a month now, and it's the only thing I've had outside of you know really healthy meals on top of it? Probably wasn't that great, but cheese tastes awesome when you haven't had it in a month. I want to know, did I like Joe Flacco because Joe Flacco is legitimately good? Or did I like Joe Flacco because I haven't seen a quarterback throw the ball down the field like that in a very long time? Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Uh ESPN, by the way, had a, a number out there earlier. I wanna just I wanna I wanna give it to you guys before we get back to your phone calls on this. Per next gen stats, this was courtesy of Jake Trotter. Joe Flacco attempted nineteen passes over ten air yards on Sunday. That was the most in a game by a Browns quarterback in five years. I was listening to uh, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus. He suggested that Joe Flacco, everyone talks about the time off that a quarterback has. He says he was missing some deep throws and and shooting them long because his, his, his arm had had so much time to rest that he wasn't used to the fact that he had more juice in his arm because of the amount of time that he had off. It was like the inverse of the Deshaun Watson rest conversation. Like, will he come back normal? It was like the opposite of that. It was like, oh no. He not only came back normal, he came back better than you've ever seen him because his arm got a chance to, you know, heal up a little bit. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Ryan in Baltimore up next on the fan. What's up, Ryan? Hey, what's going on? So
4: I lived here in Baltimore for eleven years, so I was here when uh the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously a Browns fan, but seeing Flacco play for the Ravens and that he's a Super Bowl MVP quarterback. I think he has a lot more upside than DTR. I love DTR. I think maybe future, long term, he could be that answer, but not right now. We have to think about today, tomorrow, and what we can do this season. And I think that's Flacco. Uh, if the Browns really, you know, wanted DTR to be the guy, like I just don't see how how they can go. I don't see how he can be that quarterback right now. I think they need more time for him to learn, and that's why they brought in Flacco. Otherwise, they would have brought in. Jacoby Brissett if they you know, needed more rest for DTR but um yeah I think Flacco's the answer right now.
0: Yeah, and thank you, Ron. I appreciate um, you. Yeah. Um Jacoby Brissett was tough. Because they decided when they brought in Juan Thornhill, they gave Juan Thornhill three years for twenty one million, they decided their backup quarterback money that they typically would have spent on Case Keenum or Jacoby Brissett, that was going to Juan Thornhill. That was going in his bank account. That was a decision they had to make. They got burned for it, but it was a decision they had to make. Pac-Man in Paynesville up next. What's up, Pac Man?
3: Hey, how you going? How you doing? Um yeah, no, I think, you know, I disagree with Greco, man. Flacco has to be the guy going forward. We got
0: a very favorable schedule the rest of the year. We we don't have time to mess around. You know, the standings right now is so close we're right there like let's get these games you know let's get these wins where we can get them and let's give dtr time to develop like we
4: we just we're i think we're rushing him and we're i think we're going to ruin him, just like we would do like with a pitcher that's not
3: ready that we bring up from single a and throw in there
0: yeah and honestly and thank you pac-man i appreciate you i this might sound bad i don't care about dtr's feelings i care about my feelings and your feelings what I mean by that is I don't care if you have to upset DTR right now, and then eventually this offseason, you have to tell DTR, hey, we're too good of a team that we don't, we're not putting people on training wheels, and you're not going to do the on the job learning thing that maybe we thought you would when we took you in the fifth round. Because let's be honest, that's what he thought was going to happen. In an ideal world, we started out this year where you had, what do they call them? The pass or not? Joshua Dobbs, I think that nickname, I think it went away, the Pastronaut. I think that went away uh, this last game with the Minnesota, where they started wearing all these different like NASA uniforms and stuff to these games and really, really got into the whole rocket scientist thing. When you started off with Josh Dobbs, though, and then you had DTR as the backup. DTR was playing the role that P.J. Walker is currently playing, where you're like, all right, you, you get to sit back there. No one's expecting the world of you. You're probably not going to get in any games. Obviously, P.J. Walker did get in games, but stay with me. You're probably not going to get in any games, and you get to do the -the on-the-job training. If somebody called me up and was like, I have no broadcasting experience at all, how do I get in the door? I'd be like, well, they'll probably let you cut up sound in the back room, maybe, just maybe, and then you can hang around long enough if you're good at that, and then maybe they'll let you run the board, and then maybe they'll give you a shift over the holidays, and then, you you know, you kind of like, you crawl to walk to run. That's the idea. It happens in areas of life. Basically, every workforce has this to some degree. The NFL is weird because the NFL, the moment they give you a chance and say the green light is go, they don't really go back to that. The moment they say you get to start an NFL game, it's very rare you see them then be like, all right, now you're going to ride the bench for five years and you're going to get to develop, and then maybe, just maybe, you can be our break glass in case of emergency. Because let me ask you this. Just be honest. Just be 100% honest with yourselves right now in this moment. I'll give you a second to make sure you don't lie to yourselves here, okay? Be honest. If DTR was the backup quarterback next year for Deshaun Watson, who feels good about that? You don't. You don't feel good about that. I don't feel good about that. In fact, if that's the case on July 2nd, I'm looking, I'm talking to you guys on this radio station, and we're going through conversation after conversation, and we're talking about the quarterbacks, and on this roster sits Deshaun Watson and just Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I'm going to yell about it. I'm going to get very angry about that ordeal. Because I don't need on-the-job training for DTR right now if the on-the-job training is him being the backup. He's not ready for it. He's not. That's why I wouldn't make him the starter right now either. That's why I'm happy Joe Flacco went out there and won the job because that's what he was supposed to do. But I'm happy he went out there and did it. I mean, and look at some of the quotes too, by the way. I know some people suggesting that they never wanted to go to DTR. You're right. Perfect world they never wanted to go to DTR. But look at some of the quotes from like Alex Van Pelt. And, was it Amari Cooper that said it was like poetry in motion or something? I mean, they, they want Joe Flacco Because Joe Flacco gives the Browns the best opportunity to win games in the long term. So I disagree completely with John Greco in that statement. I honestly, I don't, I respect his opinion. I loved him as a player. I thought he was great. Just a good human, good player. I loved watching him. But I, it's just one I can't get on board with. I I would be dying to know where he got it from. The idea that DTR has to be the guy. I think if you go to DTR, uh, that's a disaster. I'm expecting at some point, probably Thursday, because that's when Stefanski seems like he's been doing this lately, I'd expect some point on Thursday for us to find out Joe Flacco's the starter. The question is, can he hang on to it for the rest of the year? That's going to be the hurdle that he's got to overcome. All right, leave that there. We've got a busy 9 o'clock hour. We have Daryl Ryder at 9.20, as we always do, our Browns insider. We'll ask him about Deshaun Watson and the latest around the situation from over this weekend. We'll ask him about Flacco as well. We'll get into a, a lot of Browns discussions and a lot of good ones at that with Daryl at 9.20. We come on back. We're going to get you to the fan focus where Dustin asked this. Here we go. You know, I, I, I'm on like... 19 different group chats and people just want to just text me about the Browns like, all day uh-huh. and that's fine but like this morning people were like texting me about you know hey Deshaun wasn't on the field Burrow was on the field they won Burrow helped out the backup quarterback and I just wondered like is that a, is, is it a thing or not a thing all right find out what Dustin and Nick had to say about that what I have to say about that fan focus coming your way next right here on the fan